you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Oh, another dangerous alien aboard, Commander. Thanks. Why can't you collect coins or commemorative plates or something? Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara-Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 26, and today we are still on Ilium, and we are going to talk about uh, two of the reasons you have to go to Ilium, two of the dossiers that the elusive man has given you to go and track down. The Assassin and the Justicar. And that would be Thrain, Thrain, Thane Krios and yes. Samara. Samara doesn't have a last name, does she? She's just Justicar Samara, isn't she? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think she gave up her last name probably as uh, becoming a Justicar. I know they give up their, their children, their possessions, everything else, and just keep just an armor and a gun. Samara Badass. That's her, that's her new name. Um, yeah, Samara dead kids. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's mean, but oh, yeah, um, that, that's, that's harsh considering Samara. It's not that nice. Is, yeah. Oh, no, I like Samara. That's, this is really mean. I'm sorry. Um, I actually just had to, to, uh, look this up. Just a car is actually a real word. It's not just a made up mass effect word. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real word. Yes. Okay. I mean, I did not know that. Wait, no, just a car is not a real word. I lied. Uh, Justiciar, Justiciar is a real word. Uh, but I don't. I th- I'm pretty sure Justicar. I'm pretty sure I, I've heard it multiple it? times. Oh, I see. what You're saying just. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, and then it's all uh, like it's Warhammer just, and Wow and like Mass Effects. Uh, well, I, there actually was because it was a chief political and judicial officer of Norman and later kings of England until the 13th century. Oh. All right. All right. That's the, well, yeah, but uh, is, that the, is that the Justicar or is that the Justiciers? Right. I think that's actually yeah. where they got it from. Oh, maybe. They, 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 that eye like snuck in. Uh, okay, interesting. Uh, maybe the eye snuck in, in uh, yeah, at some there's, point. There's also the old just, Justarius from Latin, from Justi- Justia. Oh, well, sure, yeah. I, it's it's a good name. I like it. I just I wasn't sure if it was actually a, it's a good word for what like their whole deal is. Uh, as a sorry, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's so. Do, do you want to know why Morinth was so uh, or why Samara was so upset with Morinth? Why? Because when Morinth was a teenager, she was always asking Samara for rides, and she o- she only treated her mom like she was just a car. <laughs> I kn- I mean I knew it was going to be bad. Like I knew <laughs> I still Also for anybody who doesn't know who Morinth is, that's that's her daughter for yeah, that that's her daughter which yeah we'll we'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. All right. That's that's our sign it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm bummed. But I'm bummed. So let let's go ahead uh 
I guess once we're talking about her, let's do. We'll start with Samara. So let's hear the uh, the story of how you recruit Samara to join the Normandy. Shepard meets with Nixeris, Liara's secretary, who tells Shepard to seek out Dara. Dara is worried that Samara has already killed someone, as Samara usually stays in a sorry space and is not used to dealing with aliens. Plus. Most of the people on Ilium would be in violation of the Justicar Code and subject to a rapid execution at Samara's discretion. Shepard hails a cab to a commercial spaceport where they meet with Pitney 4, a Volus crime boss who is fleeing to Omega after his partner was assassinated. He is stopped by Detective Anaya as he is a suspect in the murder. Anaya's bosses want her to take Samara into custody to prevent any incidents, but were Anaya to do that, then Samara would be within her rights to kill her so she wants Shepard to intervene so no one has to die. Naya grants Shepard access to the murder scene. Shepard hears the Eclipse mercenaries bracing for an attack. Shepard and team start fighting through the Eclipse and find Samara roughing up an Eclipse sister in an interrogation about a ship name that does not go well, as Samara snaps the sister's neck with her boot heel. Anaya arrives and arrests Samara, who agrees to be detained for one day while Shepard needs to get the name of the ship that recently departed the Eclipse base. Shepard interrogates Pitney 4 and learns he is smuggling biotic enhancers and gives Shepard a card to get into the Eclipse base. Shepard fights more Eclipse and finds a lonely sister cowering in a corner. Shepard can choose to let this sister, named Elnora, go or to kill her. Shepard then finds a recording that Elnora gleefully killed Pitney 4's partner. After defeating a gunship, Shepard encounters Wasia, who runs the Eclipse sisters on Ilium. Shepard finds a data pad with the name of the ship Samara is looking for, the AML Demeter. Shepard gives the ship name to Samara, and she takes an oath to Shepard so that her actions as part of the Normandy crew won't interfere with her Justicar service. Shepard then has the option of letting Pitney 4 go or selling him out to Anaya. Samara can also back Shepard if they decide to tell Anaya that Elnora killed the partner. Back on the Normandy, Jacob is happy and respectful for Samara's presence. All right. So there's, there's some, there's some violence in there. There's, 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 there's stuff that happens. What, what, what do we want to start with here as far as uh, recruiting Samara here? I'll, t- I'll tell you my, my first thought when, when, uh, when she came along, I'm like, hmm, new playthrough where I start romancing Samara. Because <laughs> currently this, this playthrough I'm going, I'm trying, I'm going with Tally, but I'm like, Hmm. I love badass women. I really love it. Let's not women can say sorry, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I hadn't decided who I was gonna romance like coming into this here, and I was thinking maybe Tally, because I mean she's kinda you know fun. We'll get to recruiting her uh soon enough. But the way I was playing I've been playing Shepard, like is very kind of just like professional, very like task focused, like like I mean he's getting to know the crew, but he's not like getting to know the crew like Samara is kind of the same way where she's just very like, I'm focused on what I'm doing. I have my code. This is how I am, you know? And, and there was some, she felt very much like a kindred spirit. And I have to say, like, I've been running around with her. Like, I, as I said, Zaid's my boy. So Zaid and her is like my, my main team. I don't have any tech on there, which I mean, you know, could be a problem in some of the missions. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, I mean, she, she just shreds everything with her biotics. I mean, she is, she is no joke in that regard. Yeah, she she comes out and hits like a truck, which is really fun. And she 
stays upright uh pretty well which i appreciate just one thing about it that's very interesting is like it's like very similar to what our other person we're talking today is staying is like they're all very somber like very mellow Ooh, i wouldn't call her mellow per se but she's definitely um hmm she's very like, I guess dignified mellow. i guess i guess very, mellow, like, somber is a really good word not like she yes that's the word i'm trying to look for is yes. calm like she has she has she knows what she needs to do like both of them know what they need to do and what, how they're going to pursue it yeah mm-hmm. methodical um is yeah and one thing that's interesting is like it was not like a it wasn't very hard to convince to join over your side just need to do something so she can keep doing her mission and then was pretty cool with just joining you yeah, I found the way that she joins your crew, I thought it was, um, I, it was just fine, I guess, up to a point. I mean, uh, you, you, uh, she joins your crew and you do end up helping her with, with, uh, her immediate goals. So it is, it works out well, but I, I was surprised at like how easy it was to recruit her sort of given that, that just a car background. Like I, I don't know. I think from her perspective, she's like, yeah, okay, I'll join you and I'll, I'll, you know, make sure that the oaths don't conflict. But if they do conflict, I'm just going to kill you right then and there. So it's kind of, she, it's kind of like a provisional situation here. She's like, yeah, you know, you, you don't seem like you're going to put me in any kind of conflicted situation, but if you do, I'll take you out. So it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, she's with you, but she's not really with you. And I, I, I think it really comes down to how well, how you play your shepherd, because a lot of this is kind of like, okay, like I'm going to ask you to do something. Is it going to violate your code? Like, do we kind of have to tweak what exactly I'm asking of you to make sure that it doesn't violate your code? Right. Even though maybe it does like you can, you can kind of rule Smith your way through, uh, you know, negotiating with her uh, if you have to, or, you know, then again, you only have to have her for so long. And then, uh, you know, the, the you know, the, the missions may take you in other like directions. A, how do you guys feel about the, the Jessica is compared to the Spectres and all that. Because like, they're very similar. They they basically go on the missions they have, they do what they need to, and the one difference is like at least there's only a sorry, if they see a Jessica just kill somebody, they just kind of accept it. That person must have been bad. I'm like, that seems awfully uh, exploitive. You know, <laughs> I hope that ju- that uh, that sorry, Jessica is following their code, but what actually they do to keep that from violating it, or just saying like, "Oh, that person was." Well, I I think if a Jessica goes rogue or sort of goes off code, the rest of the Jessica is like they have they have a huge you know yeah, but it, mark it, on it, their it, head basically like they're they're it kind not of like there's ways to like long. still manipulate them, make it look like you're still following the code and keeping it on the up and up. I think there's a higher cost of entry to being a Justicar in that you ha- have to, it's kind of a monastic life where you have to give up a lot of what you possessed before. Shepard, when he becomes a specter, doesn't have to sacrifice anything. Um, maybe, you know, a little a little bit of time dealing with the council, but even then, like, Chip, on your playthrough, you didn't even deal <laughs> nope, with the council. So, right. you, like, you know, you get the benefits of, like, you just show up somewhere and you're like, hey, I'm a specter, and, you know, give me all the access that warrants without any real oversight or uh or you know or, or drawback uh you know so, whereas at least for the justicar 
you know, there's an ask up front, like, okay, if you want this power, you need to, you know, show yeah, that they, you're, you're ready to accept it in that regard. But, um, right. Um, I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, the council does have to accept you, so maybe, the, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, making sure you meet the, that criteria ahead of time, but as we saw with Saren, like, that doesn't make you infallible. Yeah, but that's what I'm being like, I, like, I kind of like, uh, I don't know if they explored more and I just missed it, but like, I like to know more, like, how do they actually guarantee, like, that they actually gave up everything. They didn't just say, yeah, yeah, I totally did that. Ignore this place of having someone else's name. I I mean, I think the other Justicars, like, I, th- I think it's a self-enforcing order. Um, it's kind of like, I think at one point, Samara compares herself to, uh, or compares, like, the role of the Justicar to Knights Errant. Yes. Uh, and I, it's a, that's a pretty good comparison, because in the same way, like, if you as a knight were behaving in an unchivalrous fashion... The rest of the knights, you know, you would, they would be out for blood. Like you would have a, you would have a mark on your head and they would come deal with you. And, okay. and I think that's, that's it for, for Justicars. It's like if, and certainly like there's, there's, I would be interested to, you know, if they wanted to develop the um, lore in terms of like, have there been Justicars who did skate along the edge and, you know, kind of, or use the system to their own advantage and, didn't give up their worldly possessions or, or whatever. Like I would love to hear those stories and cause you would think that that would have to happen. But I, I think the threat of the hell that would rain down on you from the rest of the order uh, is enough to, to make you say, I don't want to do this. And there's, as the Asari have shown, there's plenty of other ways to get rich and do unethical things that don't require you to even pretend to be a Justicar. Like it seems like a hard life. That's fair, but I feel like somebody might be doing just to get the respect and the authority of the yeah. Jessica. I, I feel like to a certain degree, though, like you get that respect just by becoming a matriarch. That that's sort of another like high ranking position within Asari culture. That okay, maybe you wind up as a bartender instead of you know like a, a mini boss for a, <laughs> a indoctrinated specter, but you still, I, I think that you still kind of get that power and respect maybe not to the same maybe not the same way because i guess like the, the justicar is just a lot more just more physically violent that there's yeah. a lot more combat involved it's very fair very fair she's also like i don't think i noticed she's very very blue which i found like uh kind of different compared to some of the ones like doesn't have like a dark blue it's like a very nice like a look closer to a liara's blue I'm not sure if that was weird to me. It just I might have been weird. I don't know. She just looks very regal. I like very regal and mature. You know what I mean? She, she's very poised. Yes. She's very well poised. But yeah, no, and she, she and I, I think she's a good contrast because I mean we had Liara in the first game as our party member, and even then we we'll get to meeting with Liara, um, and you know seeing her growth. But you know, like I said, like I compared Liara to like a college kid. Like Samara is definitely not a college kid. Like she is that like hardworking professional gave up her family for her professional life. And, you know, she, she's not going out for, for drinks after work with everybody else because she is dedicated to her job. And that's like the only thing she cares about. And everybody's kind of scared to talk to her or even make eye contact with her when they pass her in the hallway, because she is that, sort of cold and intimidating. And if you don't know your, your, your stuff, when she talks to you, it's like an interrogation and you, you're worried you're going to get fired. Yeah. But they also respect her greatly. Like they all like, 
Like it's a wonderful, like like it's amazing to see a justice card to see them work and just just be in the presence of one. They're very rare, even in sorry space, they're rare. Well, yeah, but who's uh, who, who's the uh, the detective? Was it Anaya? Who's mm-hmm. the detective? Yeah. Who the whole time she's like, I might get killed here. I'm just doing my job, and sh- and Samara is doing what she thinks is right. And if this all plays out the way I think it will, she's gonna have to kill me. Right. Yeah. It's very funny, like, because Anaya's like, this is very cool, but also, like, it's, I think it's very cool to, like, be around a Justicar and see that, but also not very cool for Anaya specifically. It, it's all, in, in a way, I, I'm trying to think, like, what would be a, com- like, a valid comparison? It'd be like if, if you had, like, a, if, like, your favorite rock star was, like, coming to town and it's like, okay, I can get to meet him. I can be in the front row, except, oh, he might shoot somebody in the front row during the show. And that's just, that's just how it goes. So I'm going to be in the front row and I'm going to be cheering and yay. And, and maybe I'll die. <laughs> just go to, just go to some mosh pits, you know? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Like, or, or, I mean, I don't know, like a, like a sheriff or something. It's like a, like an old West style sheriff where it's like, well, it's pretty cool. You might shoot me. I hope you don't. So, is there an ending where you can have Samara kill Anaya or, or Shepard manages to make the save every time? I think you make the save every time. I, I don't think there's a way where she ends up like killing Anaya or, or like because the situation like when you play through the mission, no matter what what happens, she gets the information she wants. And then she's like, I can't yeah. let it go now. How did you so how did you handle at the end then when uh, well, uh, I, did you get the recording of Anaya? Um or uh, not Anaya of uh or was, what's uh what's her other name the uh Elnora oh yeah Elnora yeah did you get the recording of Elnora admitting that she killed oh yeah uh, was it Pitney Four's partner yeah 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 I got that I also shot her um because yes. you know I knew I definitely my first playthrough though like when I came through and she was like no 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 I'm I'm like a recruit I'm just you know in initiation don't don't hurt me I. I absolutely let her skate, uh, which is really fun. Like when you play through it the first time, because she does a good job of, of convincing you like, you know, that she got caught up in too much and she doesn't, you know, she's going to be on the straight and narrow. I, now. Actually, I actually let her run so. and leave because I'm just like, because my character plays, it's like currently doesn't have any reason to really believe it, even though maybe you should think about it since she's wearing the armor and you can only get that eclipse armor by having, by having murdered somebody. But uh, maybe forgot that part and wasn't completely sure about it. So he's like, here's the, your initiation armor. You got to kill something that is fully your armor. But find out, no, no, she has earned that armor. She sure did. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't remember how the it went from like prior playthroughs because it had been long enough. But I, just, I, I think of anything, I was flashing back to that one Asari on uh, Novaria that betrays you. And I was like, I was getting the same vibes from her. And I was just like, I don't trust you. You're full of, I'm just, I'm just shooting you right now. I know, I feel like no matter what happens, we're going to have to fight you later. Right. I'm just doing it now. And so, yeah. So then later on, when I find the recording that like she killed Pitney Four's partner, I'm like, all right, yeah. I made the right call. <laughs> and like gloated about it. I mean, she was very happy. Yeah. Oh, they, she it. is an, she's a villain. A piece of work. Yeah. She, she's the one of sorry that needs like a mustache <laughs> so she could twirl it. <laughs> How did you guys fight? Go, like, uh, actually, before the fight, what did you guys think of the of the of the uh, the Volus right there? The drunken, <laughs> drugged up. I'm a freakish biotic oh, god. Uh, Volus. Yeah, yeah. Niftu Cal. 
Oh, very. I enjoyed his whole thing. I was a jerk and sent him in ahead of oh, me. Actually, well, I, mean, I was one of that. I've never sent him in. What actually happens when you do that? Well, he gets murdered. It's like a cutscene like, murder. You see him run in. Yeah, there is a cutscene, and you see him run in, and uh, the uh, sorry that you fight at the end there. Um, just like does a lift and like throws him into a wall or something. Like he he dies harshly, and it is it is funny. <laughs> Unless you feel bad about sending an innocent Volus to his death, which I guess like you probably should. But I thought it was. I really enjoyed too. Like when you do that, your shepherd has this smirk on their face because you know what you're doing and you're just being like a total jackass. And and yeah, I enjoyed I, that. I think it's funny uh, that it's also funny the other way because like reminds us like. No, I can't let you go in there, buddy. I just 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 slightly pushes back, and he just falls over, and completely forgets what he was doing. He's like, "What God stuff?" Yeah, I'm tired. Like his voice completely changes. He's like, "I'm tired. Gonna go to bed. Destroy universe later." (laughs) Yep, that's right. It's it's just a funny interaction. That's one of those states that if we haven't all been there, we've all known somebody who's been there where it's like, okay, dude, just calm down, sit down on the couch over there in the corner, and then like 30 seconds later, they're just passed out, and you're like, all right. Well, yeah. I know. I've also had the ones yeah. where it's like, did you throw up? Are you still breathing? Let me double check real quick. <laughs> you're not choking oh, yeah, in your yeah, own vomit, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I, I assume I assume the Volus with the, the breathing apparatus or whatever, if he does spit up That's like it all get cleaned out in there that, that he's got filters for that and whatnot oh, yeah, yeah sh- it'd be funny if like during the fight <laughs> shepherd has to keep sending money out like just turn him over make sure he's on his just roll him over make sure he doesn't choke on his own tongue <laughs> do we ever uh, do we ever see like non-suited voluses i don't think so um, right not that i can remember okay because I, I just occurred to me, other than being sort of funny, short little doughball guys, I don't know what they actually look like under yeah, those like, suits. I'm good. I'm sh- I was gonna say I'm sure that there is some uh, like stock art that uh, Bioware can take and then put in a picture frame of what all this looks like <laughs> outside of their mask. It's just a picture of Danny DeVito. <laughs> Yes. I, yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, looking, Mr. DeVito. Actually, kind no of offense. funny thing. There's actually uh, one, of the, one of the authors for one of the books was thinking about describing what they look like, but didn't in case it got changed in future games. So, so far, they, they, they haven't actually turned That's what funny. they look like. And the little mustache, the little suit they actually, so part of their suits are kind of like, what's that about? What if they Why facially that look there? like Geth? And for that Mass Effect 5 teaser, we think that's a Geth, but that planet actually looks like a Volus. That's funny. Okay. Also, I just Googled, uh, you know, like Volus outside suit and the top one of the top things is a um, Reddit post where like the top answer was more or less like Danny DeVito's penguin from Batman Returns. <laughs> so there you go. Do you, do you know, it's also kind of funny. Right, right before I was uh, recording the episode today, I was checking out Facebook Marketplace and there is in the marketplace. A painting of Danny DeVito in like a royal outfit, cuddling a ham, <laughs> for for whatever reason. Okay, 
Uh, if it was five bucks, I would have considered picking it up just to like put in like a bathroom or something funny. Like yeah, that. <laughs> it's just interesting. It was like, why? Like, all right. Thanks, Facebook Marketplace. I was gonna get out their uh, their day to veto paintings, but also before we finish up on this, uh, is there any female voles we've met that I just don't remember, or have we only? I met can't recall ones? a female volus in uh, in the series. Would we know the difference? That That's what I'm wondering. I don't know if it's question, like a dwarf actually. thing where it's. I mean, if they're in those suits, I mean, and their voice is filtered enough, they could be the same but yeah they they do seem to be all male yeah my recollection yeah i and i don't think they're like described as as you know unisex or asexual or or whatever like yeah okay more more volus in future mass effect i guess explain explain yourself bioware that's what that's what we should ask for in uh, the next game is just more more of the, the, the females of the male races and the males of the female races, just so we can fully uh, flush out the universe. I also just want, like, some badass Vola's teammate who's just kind of like that, like that Hanar one, just Spectre, just he's nothing but guns and super agile for no reason. You're like, how are you doing this? So the one other thing, the one other thing that I liked in uh, Samara's intro quest here is when you... I guess the, I think this is the first time that you actually catch up to her, um, where she's roughing up one of the uh, Eclipse sisters, mm -hmm. and you know the the sister's not negotiating with her at all. She's just you know talking back, and so Samara just snaps her neck with her boot heel. Yeah, like that's not even using her biotic powers. Like that's the that's just straight up physical aggression. And yeah, yeah, like. It's, I mean, again, that's one of those things that makes her, I mean, cause she, her class is that she's a, a, a straight up biotic, right? Or she, she's not a Vanguard, is she? I'm sure she's full biotic. Yeah. I think she would be an adept. Uh, in like, if you had to pick a class for her, I think it would definitely be adept because she doesn't like charge in. She, no. Yeah. But she could though. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just say, be careful if you ask her to step on you. It might not turn out very well. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> and then once you like get her is where I think you can go talk to her and she kind of explains more about, you know, who she's looking for and stuff. Yes. Cause it, yeah. Cause which like, we'll talk about like with her loyalty mission, but uh, I mean, that, that's what is so interesting. I mean, it really is just like the cherry on top of her character is like her actual quest is so like tragic and awesome. I, you know, I mean, not awesome, but you know, it's, it's very compelling. I'm her, I mean, her, her loyalty quest is one of the most interesting loyalty quests in the in the game just because of the, the potential ramifications yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which we'll get to when we get to that. Yeah. Don't want to spoil uh, that, but there are some interesting things. No. Yes. But, uh, any thoughts on Pitney four, the, uh, the, this, the sniveling Volus crime Lord that you, uh, you work with or, or, or uh, you know, you kind of, basically you kind of help him out by taking the Samara mission basically. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't know what a pitney is for anyway, but, uh, <laughs> I, I did do the, 
this, I did get my first uh, Renegade points because I decided to like, I want to see what happens because I normally normally turn them in. But I'm like, I wonder what happens if I just let you live, take the money. Like, you might be useful later on. And no. really, you just it's whatever. You just leave, and he goes about doing his biz. I, I think I did turn him in because not for Paragon point certainly, but just because I didn't care for him. And he was he was so clearly like jerking, you know, jerking Shepard around through the whole thing. Yeah. Which yeah, he, which like, dude, know your place. You are you're interacting with the Spectre who will kick your ass from here to the other side of the the galaxy. Like, what are you trying to do? Don't don't get clever. We talked last time about how Ilium, despite its like you know fancy status and you know everything kind of looking nice, is really like a dark and seedy place with a, you know a nice ripe underbelly. And I think all the characters you meet on this mission, and even even the Thane mission, which we'll get to in a moment, um, yeah, these are all the the seedy underlife people. Yeah, uh, that you've got, you know, you know, Pit- Pitney for. I mean, technically, he's not guilty of killing his partner, but he's still not a great guy. He's still not completely innocent. Um, yeah. You know, there's yeah, he uh, does have, like you know, the, like uh, he brings in that drug that can get uh, power up your biotics if you have them, but is kind of toxic, really toxic. Mm-hmm. Did I forget to mention that part? Oops. <laughs> Wonder why they're so pissed. That, that made for an interesting mechanic in that during the fight, you can like blow up the canisters and then you've got a little cloud you can stand in and it's the, you know, you get a, a buff, but also, uh, you know, a, a, you know a, a dot on you basically like damage over time that. Um, yeah. I use that quite a bit know, to, kill the, get, to kill the enemies. I'm like, yeah, hit, 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 then, hit. Yeah. All right, I'll take you know, a get in there, cool. take take your shots, get out of the cloud, heal up a little bit, get back in there. Yeah, um, I mean it, it. It it's a nice little you know mechanic for this fight to you know, make it stand out from you know the rest of the game. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean the fight went. I don't really use it too much. I think the fight went well enough as it was. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you get another gunship, you got to fight here. You know that's always uh, a nice that's always a nice challenge, but at, th- at this point in the game, I think everything's kind of pretty straightforward as far as the combat goes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the gunship did not li- like it. Just when it's far away, it was like it didn't do damage to me. I couldn't damage it. I had to wait for it to get close. It went close. Like all right, oh, you're blown up again. Okay. And like yeah. the actual boss fight, we actually like, or supposed to the boss. I guess the encounter with that the the, the leader of the this eclipse faction, Wasia. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. Like. She died so fast that her, like, I killed her so fast that her minions hadn't fully, fully finished spawning and getting to fight. She's like dead on yeah. the ground. They're like, yeah, we're going to help. Like, yeah, I, God, I, I killed you through that fight. And the what arena they give you has so much, like, cover and maneuverability. That I think the biggest problem, if I remember, I think it was in this fight, was there was, like, one minion or whatever that I had to go find because they were on the, like, other ass end of the room. Yeah, that's where like, I have, uh, since I have Tally on my team right now, we have two drones going out. They start to destroy. <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice. So, any any final thoughts on getting some R, or is it time to move on to Thane? On to Thane. Well, the only thing, like, like I'm not sure I should talk about it. It's just, like, one thing I kind of, like, brought up was just her armor just seemed very, very focused on her chest a little more than I thought it should be. That part was kind of like, I'm like, you're, you're like, I feel like you're supposed to be like, yeah. higher, like 
Yeah, no, she definitely, and she's got, like, when she does that little boot-stepping thing, like, she's got heels that, in a way that kind of, I think, is more fashionable than functional, shall we say? Um, I mean, I guess, as a Justicar, you you can still look good, I suppose, but yeah, I I would agree. I think there's a lot of fan-service-y stuff in Mass Effect 2 that 11 years later, we kind of look at and look at it in a little bit of a different eye, but that is Mm -hmm. definitely a thing. Well, I don't know if it applies as much with the Eclipse sisters, but you could argue that her appearance certainly serves as a distraction to some of her opponents. <laughs> and then also being that she's, bi- you know, a biotic, she can, you know, have her biotic shields up and That's true. that, you know, that, you know, it, it enhances her armor, I guess. It doesn't necessarily, you know, uh-huh. mitigate all it of the vulnerabilities, I but see. enhances. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. It's Yeah. You know, plus being being a Justicar and you've you've given up a lot of your individuality, you've given up a lot of your, you know, of your prior existence, you know, however you're left to express yourself and who you are and who you were, if, you know, if it's through a low cut top, then maybe that's just, you know, that's her call. Yeah, fair. It's fair. Not good. Not good. Judging by for the outfit. It just was just wondering why that was chosen. It's. It does feel a little incongruous with her character, though, because she is sort of reserved and dignified and uh, I don't know. And then she's got like that very plunging neckline, which I I don't know. Yeah, she's not going out to the nightclubs. Right, right. Oh, well. I ain't gonna tell her to cover up, she'll kick my ass. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So let's let's move on here then. Let's hear about our encounter with Thane Krios. Shepard talks to Nixeris, Liara's secretary. She sends you to talk to Serena. Serena reveals that Thane is targeting Nisana Dantius, last seen on the Citadel in Mass Effect 1. Serena previously ran security for Nisana and was fired, so she was willing to pass information about Nisana to Thane. She sends Shepard into the Dantius Towers, Shepard and team fight through robots and security, also having to protect the contractors caught in the fray. Shepard climbs the tower and interrogates some mercs, and then crosses a bridge to get to the first tower where Nasana is waiting. Shepard and Dantius verbally spar, giving Thane the opportunity to slip down, dispatch her mercenaries, and then smoothly kill Nasana. Thane prays briefly, and Shepard takes the opportunity to recruit him. Thane admits he is dying, and they all head aboard the Normandy. Jacob welcomes Thane aboard. Shepard returns to meet up again with Serena. They learn that she has since headed off world, but left a message to buy Thane a drink. All right. So what was the most exciting part about the Thane mission for you guys? Watching Nasana Dantius die. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Nasana Dantius die. I also felt really bad when I started this mission because they're like, we're going to Dantius Tower. I'm like, why does that sound familiar? Who is like? I, I, for some reason, the name sounds familiar. I can't recall what it is. So I see her. It's like the defense like the yeah. one who killed her sister. Like, oh yeah. yeah, you. I forgot about you. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that we're doing these playthroughs in in sequence as we are because that is one detail that I know I did not pick up on on my prior playthroughs. That it's like, and I know that she mentions like, oh yeah, you killed my sister. And I'm like, I don't know. I killed a lot of people's sisters <laughs> in the first game. And now, now it's like, oh no, I remember you. You, I remember the very first time I talked to you in the Citadel, uh, that little, uh, like, like, uh, 
like a not even a cafeteria, but that little cafe. bar. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's a bar there. There's yeah. A bar, yeah, that little that little room out there. Yeah, where you're sitting there, and I, I tried to talk to you, just blew me off. Like I got too much important stuff to do. It's like, oh no, you're you're a crime boss. I gotta I gotta take you out. Yeah, and she's pretty bad. Like she's like I, I guess I don't really maybe I missed why they she was doing that, but she was literally just murdering her Solarian workers, chasing them down with robotic dogs, where like they feel it's more. Uh, I think she just turned her security against like she knew that there was a hit out on her and she didn't know who she could trust. So either that or she didn't want to pay him. I don't remember which it was. No, I think I, th- I think you're right on the first one that she turned on the security and the Solarians just they were the janitors and whatnot. And they yeah. didn't have the chance to leave that she knew because, I mean, by that point, I think Thane's in the building. Right. You're entering the building and she's just like, OK, like. I need to protect myself because I've got some, I've drawn some serious heat. Right, right. <laughs> it's really nice heat, especially for a very cold building. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, it is that because you you come in and Thane's already after her, and and so you are, and she just is like, okay, turn the security on, everybody, kill indiscriminately, whatever. It, yeah, and then yeah, it didn't work out on my case for her because since I have me and Tally, but like I'm an engineer, Tally has engineering powers. We just kind of just like uh, hacked all her drones and they kept shooting everybody, so it made the fights pretty simple. It's like hack, That's funny. hack, fire. Once they get done killing everything, they turn on each other, <laughs> which I didn't realize until I had two. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if no, I have two, there's and uh, have no one to shoot. There's one part in the the uh, fight awesome. leading up where you uh, encounter a merc and you have one of the little. I think it's the renegade option to push the Merc out the window because he's not cooperating. I remember that was like one of the first things I had seen in like the marketing for Mass Effect. Yeah, too. the trailers of that they were, Oh yeah. Yeah, when they were talking about like this is this is gonna be a feature, like Shepard's gonna have, you know, it's not just dialogue options now. Shepard's gonna have actions that, you know, he or she can take place. And so yeah, so I remember getting to that. I'm like, oh, this is that scene that I saw, and now this all makes sense because I had no context for what I was doing when I just saw like a not even a YouTube clip. This is well before YouTube, like um, you know, whatever, whatever gaming site I saw this on, but uh, YouTube was around 2006. So this is, yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, yeah. it probably was on YouTube. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But like not every video in the world was on YouTube yet. Yes. I, I actually like, this is one of the things that like, I, I watched a lot of mass effect Two, like uh, music videos and other things on YouTube at the time. Like, okay. So, but, uh, like, I know for me, when this happened, I did not throw him off the edge. I let him go. After getting information, really? getting information I had, it's like, all right, get out of here. He's like, fine, I'll leave. Really? It's, like, it's just weird because he just walks off, just like, oh, whatever, paycheck's not worth it. At least it's like, darn, I didn't die. Like he seemed, he seemed very upset that I didn't kill him. So I had an odd. I, I assume this was a bug, but uh, during the scene. With uh, where you have like your your stare down with uh, Nasana, and like you're you're going back and forth in the dialogue, mm-hmm. the mercs that were standing around her that hold had their guns pointed at Shepard, they were like shaking, and I couldn't tell if like this was just a bug that like the the model was just jittery, like kind of moving around, or if it was supposed to be like oh no, like they're supposed to be really nervous that they're stuck in the middle of some kind of like standoff with. A specter that's come to kill their boss, and then their their uh, less than inspiring boss, I should say. I yeah. don't think I remember seeing them 
uh, doing that. So it, it probably is a game bug. Yeah, I don't think mine was shaken. Mine just seemed like they were kind of weren't sure where to point anything. So like, I right, got person over here, but I still think I hear someone else in the vents. Like, what's going on? Where am I need to pay attention to? And then like, it, it was so fun watching like slightly like she's trying to like negotiate with you, get you not to kill her. Like, I'll pay you more. And then the background, mm-hmm. you see Thane just yes. murdering the rest of her guards. Which again, another another badass intro for a character where he just slips in and just takes out everybody and he does it so swiftly and quietly and at no point, I, I mean, I guess the whole point is that like Shepard's putting together like a team of, of super badasses, but they do a good job of establishing like, okay, like here, you're going to meet this character and you have like 30 seconds and you're going to understand by the end of that 30 seconds why this person belongs on Shepard's team. I mean, the same goes for Samara. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the same goes for, for, for Jack previously. Yeah. Um, which meeting Thane, he was not what I expected for an assassin, like at all. S- especially for the whole like he when he gets like he got I remember if he wrote it down here, when he gets down and just asks for forgiveness for the for the sins. Mm-hmm. He uh, kinda my- he kinda reminds me of like uh like a Ronin or you know, like like sort of a dishomed samurai. Um and there's like so many movies and like comics and stuff about this, but I always kind of got that vibe from him where it's like, he's, you know, he is an assassin, but he's, I don't know. He has a code, I guess. Well, yeah, but it's like, it's, it's very interesting when you compare him to Samara, cause she's very much like, a, like a light side version of the thing. doing very much like the same things, but well in front of everybody. Whereas Thane does it underground in the shadows. Yeah. But is still following a code. He's killing people. But he's not doing it for like just greed or anything else. He's trying to, he says, like he wants to make the universe a brighter place while before he's mm-hmm. gone. Well, it's interesting because when you do talk to Thane later after his loyalty mission, one of the last things that uh, you can talk about before you, uh, you know, make the end game run is that he says that he, you know, because he's, he's his main goal in, in life was to avenge the death of his wife. That you know there were other. Uh, you know, other assassins that were trying to take him out. They killed his wife to get to him. And so he's like, okay, I know who's responsible for this. I have to go. And, you know, he works through killing all those people. And then he finishes that up and his life kind of has no purpose. And so he's, you know, he says like, he, he took the, this Nissan mission just cause he hadn't, didn't know what else to do. Right. And he was kind of, he was kind of ready to die on this mission. Yeah. He, he was like, oh no, I'll, I'll get her. She's not going to be a threat, but I just won't make it out. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take all her men on at once and I'll, I'll get overwhelmed and that'll be it. And then he's like, I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad I met you Shepard because you know, then you, you showed up to recruit me and now, now I have a purpose again. And now, you know, yeah. I can go out on, on good terms. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating to, to, to watch him here because again, you have no idea that this is going on behind the scenes there. I mean, he's, you know, and that, I mean, he's 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 an assassin. He's not going to wear his heart on his sleeve in that regard. Sure, but and I, I mean, he they they they've get, they did a good job, I think, with his arc and and giving him uh, depth of character. Yeah, and also during this conversation, you also see another like scene from the trailers and stuff where it's like you're going through the Omega oh, yeah. Four relay. It's the suicide. It's oh, like, yeah. So I logic. we talked about Kura and I talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I am really lukewarm on Thane, actually, and. It, don't think that's a common opinion. I don't dislike Thane. I just, I don't know. He's fine, I guess. Um, he comes in and he is like such a total badass. Like, and and he's a good fighter and like that's cool. But his actual character, 
just never stuck for me for some reason. He's, I mean, uh, I yeah. mean, on the one hand, yeah, he, like the superficial level is like he's a badass, and you can kind of get him to him on that. But I think the thing about him is that you, it, it's really about whether or not you buy into his spirituality, because that is such a large part of his character. As he talks about, you know, why he prays to the different gods and how, um, you know, sort of how how the Hanar train the 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 Drell assassins. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's that's a major part to buy into. And then the other side of it too is, um, you know, just like, you know, you know, just like for Samara, he he and Samara are. It's interesting that the two of them are both on Ilium together. That's where you recruit them. And I know previously we talked, especially in the first game, like how all all the aliens have daddy issues. Yeah. And several of the characters in this game have have daddy issues or, or parental issues of one sort or another. Thane and Samara invert that. They're the parents. Mm-hmm. And they have child issues. They both do have child issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is true. Yeah, and and so especially thing for me, um, you know, you know, and we'll get into it with his loyalty mission. But you know, you know, I, I, I you know, watching him kind of like you know deal with like you know his son and that he didn't you know the way he was distant from him and now his son's getting into trouble and and having to kind of you know take care of that. Mm-hmm. It hit me differently this time than I know it because I didn't care about any of that on the prior. I mean, I I cared about it in the sense that you care about all your missions, but like I, it didn't resonate for me before the way it did now. Right. Um, okay. And so it's yeah. He I I I mean he's I, I can I can see why he might not be the most exciting because I mean the other, the other side of it too is like he's dying and you're just like okay well why why should I invest in you you're not going to be like you know many of us may not be here after the the, the end of this game but you're you're really not going to be here yeah. after the end of this game yeah so. but it's it's I mean, very interesting because it's you're right a team yeah, of badasses right. but you're now also having a terminally ill badass on your yeah, team and I, I I mean that part of the story I actually think is compelling he's he's you know he's got a terminal disease he's kind of going out with a bang I guess. You know, I don't I, like I, however you want to put that. Um, I, I I don't know if it's like his voice or his mannerisms, it's just something where I, I just never bought into the character. I like think I, I know what it is. I think I know what oh, it is. Is go on. <laughs> you you're afraid because he's he's showing his chest to you. <laughs> he also <laughs> has a very big air shirt that just just amplifies his chest for some reason. I don't know why. He and Samara have the same tailor. That's what it is. Yeah. But you have yeah, child maybe. issues. You must go the same tailor. <laughs> no, his 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 voice though is very Sorry, distinct. Sorry, I little Because but... uh, uh, I, I had a cold the other week, and like I was getting that little like kind of like not like it, it's not like a like a rolling R, but like a little bit of that like I can't I can't do it now because I don't have the cold, but that little like raspy, yeah. almost like a yeah. that that. that that, you know, it's like he it's, he sounds like he needs to clear his throat, yeah. and I was getting that all the time, and I was trying to go around just, just saying like Kolyat, Kolyat, yeah. like trying to see if I could do a Thane impersonation, and, and that's very accurate though, because like he is dying from a disease that's basically like affecting his his lungs and stuff. I don't know how yeah. much we would go into that yet. We won't wait to loyal submission, but still, it's like it makes sense why he sounds like that. See, I thought that was just Drell voice because his kid kind of has a similar like. There's like a little modulation or something going on. Uh, and with, it, with the it very well could be like I think like the drell are supposed to be a very arid race. They're like they don't have as much moisture in them. Or yeah, yeah. Not sure I, how that works out, but I just like he's if 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 I was gonna like kick one character out of Mass Effect Two, it would 
probably be Thane. And not be, again, not because I don't like him. I don't, I don't dislike him, but I don't, eh, he's fine, I guess. Oh, don't I worry. Just, if I need to kick someone out, I, I definitely start off with like uh, Caden or Ashley, Jacob, then. Okay. See, I would take Jacob over Thane. No, I don't. I'm, I'm... Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a weird take. Like, and I know there is a, a dedicated legion of, of Thane stands out there that I'm, I'm upsetting, you know, just uttering this. But yeah, I don't, he's fine. Just doesn't do it. Do it for me, I guess. I'd, I'd kick Grunt. Huh. Uh, uh, he, he's yeah. He's a little too one note on the aggression. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think like 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 you know like Thane, he's got a little more dimensionality. Jacob has a little more dimensionality. To, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, in a way, again, it, it's it's even with the first game. Like Shepard is isn't just recruiting these people. Shepard's also like a mentor to them. Right. Like you know, Shepard has to kind of like. You know that that's then that's the whole point of the loyalty missions is that they've got this main issue, this main unresolved issue. You've kind of got to coach them through, and I feel like Thane learns from his mission. Jacob kind of learns from his mission a little bit. I don't know. He's still very cynical at the end of it. Um, well, but but Grunt, it's like he goes into it like super aggressive, and he comes out of it super aggressive, and he's just like, I'm just okay with being super aggressive. I mean, <laughs> which it's like he's a Krogan, he's Krogan. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a little a little one note. He is yeah. so like from a but but he's also a Krogan, and I like to have a Krogan, just generally. Yes, and th- and that's kind of where I'm at. Is it's like like Grunt doesn't. Yeah, he his character arc is not like he really doesn't have one. Um, he's yeah. Krogan. Hear him roar, I, but like that's okay because the Krogan identity is enough for me to carry, and like the Drell identity, I don't know if they didn't flesh it out enough, or you know, if the lore wasn't there, because it is interesting. Um, I never feel that from Thane, though, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, well... Like, I feel... Like, his people have this tragic backstory of they... Well, some somewhat tragic backstory of they basically ruined their own home planet, and you know, the Hanar come and adopt them effectively, and make them sort of indentured servants? I... That's but they're fr- that's they're messed free. up. Yeah, they're like of all the races, of all the races that could come and adopt you, it's the Hanar. Well, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. also the problem with the uh, the Drell are a very dry race, and now they have to go to a, a very wet planet that's toxic. Being having too much moisture is toxic to them. Right, right. Them. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't yeah. come up though. It, I, I it's just like I feel like I want him to talk more about that. I want to have like more. I feel like there would be some societal sort of built in, I mean, at least complicated feelings towards the drill. And he's just like, nope, like the drill, they're good. Yeah, they trained me to be a living weapon and stuff, but it's cool. I don't mind. And I'm just like, really, dude? I feel like I would have some emojis about this. I don't know. Anyway, so, sorry, Craig, go ahead. Well, one thing I thought was interesting is like he's doing, he just comes to work, th- work for you, but unlike other, a lot of others, he's doing it pro bono, it's doing it for free. He's not charging you to do the assassination work or just work your team. He's really like, it was really funny when Jacob is like, I don't know if I can trust an assassin who who work who works for money. He's like, I'm doing this for free. <laughs> and Jacob's yeah. like, well, I, I he's very much like the opposite of Zaid in that regard. Yeah, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense as because as I said, like he establishes like no, he's there because he he needed a purpose. This gives his you know the final the final you know part of his life a purpose. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I think yeah, like 
I think you're right. Like you could have a discussion with him about like, how can you just accept that you're, uh, you know, cause he, cause he even like, he even kind of absolves himself of the guilt a little bit. Not that he does totally. Cause he does still do his prayers to his various gods and goddesses. But he says like, I'm just a tool. Like the Hanar said, like, you know, or the, or the client said, go kill this person. I'm no different than the, the gun that I'm holding. Like I'm just, you know, I'm executing somebody else's will. It's not my yeah. own, which is kind of a way of passing the buck. But like, he does still, you know, like he does still feel that guilt a little bit, you know, in, in his prayers, you know, after each. Well, it's very, it's so still it's very not, similar to what, Sam, what Samara is doing when she joined you and swears her oath where her will is your will and her mission is your mission. They like, do. Uh, yeah. Her, her morals yeah. are her morals. Like it's very similar. Like the, I just share I a lot of traits. brought Samara with me to a bunch of stuff, and I'm I'm always just like Thane. Eh, I don't know. Go go sit in the van. I think the problem there is that because I mean there was a few times where I like ran around with like Thane and Garrus, and I think like their their skill set feels very similar. Mm. So it's like if you're gonna bring Thane, but you prefer Garrus, you're not gonna bring things that's right yeah yeah i think I yes think they, like garris is less of a downer too I, like garris is still sarcastic and and a little bit acerbic in in places um which thane is not I, I mean maybe that's it too is it's just like like i just don't vibe with his his personality because he's he is very sort of zen about kind of almost everything um which is a good way to be and probably makes him a very effective assassin but it also makes him just sort of not exciting to be around because he doesn't get real emotional about stuff. Well, I think the other part of it too, is that at the end of your life, it's hard to get emotional about stuff that you don't want to, you, like you can't get too attached or invested in things because it's like, well, I may not see that tomorrow. So <laughs> I kind of have to stay detached from what's going on. Cause that could be it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do like the way he, he looks at things. He's not at least drowning or crying. Like I'm dying. He's accepted. He's like, ah, well I won't be here, but you know, I'll do what I can until things until it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And again, I don't dislike Thane. I just don't. I don't know. I do love this mission though. So something we didn't talk about that I one of my favorite things in this mission is uh, the bridge crossing. Oh yes, that I didn't have a tough time with it this playthrough. Um, probably because I was playing on what is now for me easy mode, which is normal. But like. I had that mission, like that segment has kicked my ass in the past for sure. I'm actually drawing a blank on the bridge mission. Like I played it. I don't remember anything spectacular about it. So when you get to the top of the tower, you have to go across this, this like open bridge. Um, and it's fairly narrow, like right before you get to Nasana's office. Um, you get up, you get to the top of the building and then you got to go across this bridge and there's like, there's snipers above and I, it's just a huge mess. Like it, it takes some work to get through. It was good level design yeah, though. It was great level design because it, it's a good challenge. It really makes you kind of have to, it's one of the few places I found in the game where I didn't, you know, it really discourages you from just running in guns blazing. Like even as a Vanguard, it's still... You want to maybe sit back and clean up a little bit from afar before you get in there, because otherwise you're you're running into a buzzsaw. I think I might have noticed because I, I just always send in two drones to attack them. So they're all so distracted <laughs> sure. that I never get sniped. <laughs> sure, I just kill yeah. them before they can do anything. That's fair. 
Yeah, I need to I need to play more uh infiltrator and engineer. I, I don't yeah. haven't given those classes enough time. Yeah. Mine's my plate's gotten a lot better since I can now have two different pistols. One does is for armors and one's for barriers. So that's made things a lot a lot more fun. It's like, all right, you got a barrier? Hold on, give me a second. Yep, gone. I got armor. Hold on, give me a second. Yep, that's gone. Right, right. <laughs> and if like they're all giving me trouble, hey drones, I'm gonna heal up, so go take care of shit. Did you guys do the uh the side quest? For the uh, Solarian who needs the data Yes, pad. I did. Yeah. He, uh, it's his, like, breeding uh, history. Or it, it's weird. It, <laughs> it made me think. So one of, um, well, my, my one dog currently is a Shetland Sheepdog, and he is AKC certified. And it made me think of those, those same kinds of papers that you get if you get, like, a bred animal or something. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed that this this whole Solarian thing was like I need to I need to prove good breeding history for for my future breeding. And it's like wow, that's very uh, it's very transactional. Uh, well, we, well, we had to say like the same hint of this before when we were doing on the on the alien with the uh, the bachelor party with that previous Solarian. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, yeah, just a little more detail on that. It's like well, this is his family. He's like if I don't have this. We're gonna have bad business deals. Family is like not gonna be doing well for generations. Right. Apparently, also could possibly could also be possibly wiped out in like two generations. So was that like a month? <laughs> oh, fair. But also, I I liked how like uh, how, well, the way they have this is a, a rival family had deleted his file, like all his family's files. And Shepard's like, "Well, don't you have hard copies?" Well, duh. Yeah, we had bag of redundancies. They deleted them all. Asana literally, we paid her, and she put it all together again. And I'm like, you're a crime boss, but also those people who fix the, like your hard drives. He's <laughs> like a crime boss, but also Iron Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to guess somebody working for Nisana did that for them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah what, well, I mean, I, I, what did she need that big-ass tower for? Like, I would think as a crime boss, you maybe wouldn't want that. No, it's, well, I think that's that status there. She's up at the top of the penthouse. Fair enough. There was one of the, I think it's a news report, when you're coming through the entry to Ilium, it talks about how studies have shown that if you live at the top of the buildings on Ilium, uh, you have a higher IQ and you're smarter and more successful. <laughs> yeah. Except it's paid for by, it's, it's, it's paid for, I think, by like one of the, the real estate companies or something. So it's entirely just to drive up penthouse business but like you know it, it's it, that's purely yeah. a status thing i mean you're 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 the you're the crime boss you're gonna be up at the top of that tower that's that's where everybody's gonna have to come up to see you presumably that helps you because it makes it harder you don't expect you're gonna have a team of of mercenaries and assassins scale the building to get to okay. you yeah that you know they'll fight through all your forces when they get there that checks <laughs> but, out um, yeah yeah you're like, I'll be fine. All right. Any... Everybody's dead. Oh no. That's that's pretty much every encounter <laughs> in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So any final thoughts on Thane and his mission? No. Uh, I don't think about Thane there. I just I was just I just like, like the part where they like the he he speaks, he looks over the Ilium, he just looks over the vista, just like he spent two years going after the sauna. And it's like, wait, Danny is like, it's like, we've been like dead for two years, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Does that mean he literally started the mission after we got hit by the collectors? Roughly around that time, yeah. Yeah, sounds right, yeah. But I could tell if they're talking about the horizon in this part also. If, like, were they talking about the new draw distance you guys got with the newer game, or just somebody look out, look out at the city, because we can see a wide array of the city now. I mean, it's a skybox, too. It's not, like, it didn't get, like, mm-hmm. bonus draw distance, but, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, you know, well, I mean, like have like live that show. I mean, uh, you know, the view on Ilium is intended to be. I mean, it's it's still an urban. It's like you know, like an urban utopia kind of. You're looking out at like a, a bustling city. You know, it's it's perpetually sunset in in the skybox. There, I don't think you can show up at any other times yeah. to really, uh, you know, see it in a different light. Um, but it's it's meant to you know look you know positive it's you're supposed to have a good impression of ilium looking out there and seeing like a bustling city at the end of mm-hmm, the day mm-hmm. um you know whereas on omega it's just that chronic like reddish purple haze and it's uh not not as enticing oh no, it is not i think that will wrap it up for samara and thane next time we will finally be reuniting with liara and then we're going to head off and uh, also reunite with Tally. So it will, uh, the Mass Effect 1 reunions will continue. Excellent. And they will be a lot more pleasant than our reunion with Nisana Danchis. I, I don't know. I thought it was very pleasant as I watched someone stab her through the chest from behind. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, I, was, <laughs> right, I had right, a great my time. Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. Thank you to Jared for producing and editing, and thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter and Twitch at WD. That's the word double, Y-E-W-D-E-E. And here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. Kura, where can folks find you? Well, if they want to talk to me, they can find me on Twitter at Kurabars, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, where you can find me uh, complaining to b- but major companies like Walmart and AT&T and telling them to stop being shitty. <laughs> but you can also find me on twitch.tv slash Kurabar, where I'm not working, I play various video games, and then every week, talk about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy. You can follow us there, at Dropping Spicy. What about you, Nick? Where can people find you on the network? on socials i am at i am at WookieBH on twitter and you can also find me here on the mash those buttons network on wow talk talking about warcraft news and guild management and over on the torn in the goblin talking about warcraft story and lore uh gonna have some fun stuff to talk about with the announcement of patch 9.2 uh that uh that should be a fun episode to talk about there join the mash those buttons community on discord at mash.gg slash discord and email us your thoughts or questions let us know what you think about samara and thane and their uh, they're low cut neckwear <laughs> at squad goals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support mash those buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to patron exclusive content. You can also check out our humble bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support and stay tuned to hear about other shows on the mash those buttons network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. <laughs> Kura and I are staring each other down, waiting for who's going to outro first. Right. I guess I'll go this time. This is my favorite podcast on the network. See ya, Commander. Commander.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 